Hey everyone, if you're like me, today you're in a state of shock and I just wanted to quickly share my thoughts on what happened yesterday during the chaotic, insane scene at our nation's capital. You know, we're thinking that we are on the cusp of change and hope and getting some real leadership uh, on the Capitol historic moment in Georgia, you know, for Stacey Abrams and for the first black and for the first Jewish candidates who won. And, um, you know, it's an exciting time, right? Just starting the new year. And then this, the Capitol grounds being stormed by Trump supporters. I And I refer to them too as Trump worshipers. And their total disregard for the law and everything American, um, which is, you know, what they say they're standing for, the Constitution and for America. And I know a lot of people are always trying to figure out, like, why it's always, you know, why are people always talking about it being a black and white issue? And yesterday's example and incident and insurgence and recklessness and lawlessness um, showed that it always is about color and privilege. And unfortunately, again, black people are left to look at this and be re-traumatized over and over again by these incidents. Because we know if that was a mob of black people, peaceful or not, walking around the Capitol with riot gear and zip ties and screaming and chanting and throwing up fingers and signs of hate and this hateful, uh, you know, rhetoric um, causing chaos in the Capitol, we wouldn't have gotten that far. People that look like me, black men, brown and black men who... You know, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have looked like, they wouldn't have gotten that far. I think so many people slept on their jobs, right? From the National Guard to the politicians. I just don't know how, as a, you know, as someone who has visited Washington in the past a couple of times, and I really love the city and the history of it, I think... You know, I'm not someone who is, I would call, I wouldn't consider myself a patriotic person, but my visit to Washington really opened up my eyes and and, and showed me the beauty of the city, the history, um, and the beauty of it, and the role that our forefathers did play in creating it, and my ancestors, how they, their role, and play, how they played a role in the beauty of um Washington and the buildings and the architecture and, it, and it's beautiful but to have a bunch of crazy people crazy thugs let's call it what it is running around the city and storming into the capital is reckless it's inappropriate it's divisive and you know we need to call it for what it is um the scenery and the visuals of the news you know we're bombarded with it um you know from 
you know, some dude with a, some dirty boots sitting at Nancy Pelosi's desk. How, how did this happen if it was a black dude with some Timberlands on at Nancy's Pelosi's desk? First of all, it wouldn't have even gotten that far. Black people are not going to be able to get into the Capitol, you know, high-fiving their friends and, and, and stealing stuff from out of, you know, looting things out of the, out of the Capitol. That would have never happened. So I'm, you know, these are some of the questions that we're asking. What, what the hell happened there? You know, when it's a Black Lives Matter, um, whether it's a peaceful protest, whether it's people walking peacefully for justice for the numerous number of people who are shot down daily, you know, you walk to go to your car and you get seven bullets to your back. What, what really, what happened? Where was the National Guards? Where were the people with riot gear? Where were the tasers? Where were the 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 um, the tear gas? I wanted to see officers on horseback riding through Washington like they've done for so many of our walk walks for justice. You know where where was all that? Where were the bat the barricades and the body armor and the guns that we see people? You know, when we see officers waiting for us, when people like me are walking around and 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 waiting to, you know, and wanting justice. And it, again, it just shows the white privilege that it's always it's, it's, it has always been an issue in this country, and it will continue to be that way. And I don't think it will ever change because it's so embedded in our lives and our culture and our institutions, especially in the criminal justice, you know, um, arena that a whole bunch of white people can run around, scale walls, burst into a building and you have officers able to restrain themselves. Officers are able to restrain themselves and to hold back. They have Glocks drawn and they have white eyes peering back at them and they're able to restrain themselves and say, you know what, we're not gonna shoot without any questions. These people are throwing things, they're watching, they're menacing. These riders are running after people in the Capitol and you know, officers are, are, are fighting them off. They're stumbling all over themselves. They're, they're not knowing what to do. They're directing traffic. And I know that again, if that was, if those were people, men with zip ties and knives in hand that look like my son or my husband or my brother or my cousin, they would, they would have been assassinated. They would have been dead. I saw a picture of someone sitting in the chambers or, you know, where, um, but the, I forgot which room it was in there and they have like the big blue curtains and he's sitting up there. And I'm saying to myself, if that was a black man, a sharpshooter would have, his blood would have been splattered all over those blue, those beautiful blue drapery. You know, like it's, it's, it's obscene. It's ridiculous. And again, this goes all the way back to the privilege that people like this are afforded. White people aren't scared of officers. You can scream and, you know, <laughs> behave totally 
reckless in front of officers and there's a certain level of restraint and protection that they have, a certain level of comfort and privilege that we will never have. My son will never have that privilege to be able to be up in an officer's space, spitting and spewing and spraying and, you know, acting a damn fool, for lack of a better word, and not being shot and not being tased. And let, you know, and let it be fair. If, if, if a black person or a white person is being, um, is breaking the law, is breaking into the capital and place that we, that create the laws that our forefathers built, our black and white forefathers that they built, let's be fair. Why didn't I see white people being tased? Why didn't I see, you know, white people being taken down? Why didn't I see white people being arrested? During Black Lives Matter, doing, you know, we'll have 400 to 500 people being arrested. These, you know, these people, these white people are able to act out, rip the city up, run amok in the streets, and they're able to return home to their families in one piece, safe and sound. And whether it's driving, going out and partying and having a good time and um, getting in an accident or making bad decisions, they're able to return home. And my family, people that look like me, unfortunately, are not able to return home to their families when they so-called make a mistake. We don't often have that. We never, we less likely have that opportunity to return home and to say, you know what? I made an ass of myself. We don't have that luxury. We don't have that privilege. And, and it's sad. I think as a black woman watching yesterday, I was watching at work and, you know, you see bits and pieces, you're hearing bits and pieces because you're so busy in the office and you're trying to stay focused and try to, you know, to remain um, stoic and to not let any of this bother you. But it's, it's, it's hurtful because you know that if the shoe was on the other foot, that it would be a whole different story. And it plays a part, it, 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 it goes from what happens on the Capitol to our criminal justice um, department, again, with white people being able to go home. And it's the same way. If they behave a certain way, a lot of them I heard on the news today, they were given, they were just given tickets to say that they broke the curfew. And so they're able to go home. And if it was a black person, they would have all the charges thrown at them. So the whole system is corrupt and racist. And it's disheartening you know, it's the day after, it's Thursday, January 9th, and it just shows the, the ludicrousy, the, the, it's, it's just, um, it's reckless and it's inappropriate and it's unfair and it's disturbing and it continues to be a time of trauma for black people to see the unfairness and the lack of equity on all in all areas of our lives and it's stuff and it's something that we're used to that we're that we're 
quite familiar with, but it's it's more it's it's so much more now where people that don't look like us are able to see that. And I hope you guys get it. I hope people get it and say they may be onto something here. And what can we do to help change those um, laws and those things that are causing all of these issues and this unfairness? Because we want justice. We want the same justice that are afforded our white, um, our, you know, our white com- people in the community. We want the same justice like them. And all this talk now from Mitch McConnell and from all these different people and Lindley Graham, they're all responsible for this. There's no pat on the back. There's no, you know, for yes, you guys are doing the great thing and saying and, and speaking out against this. They've been fueling this fire for the past four years. And so now that this has happened and we are here, you know, what, what can we do? What can we do moving forward? What are we going to do if you're someone who is, is, is baffled by this and you're not a black person or a minority person? What, it, what, it, what, are, what are our um, response and what do we, how does that make you feel seeing that? Because I know that there's some true patriotic white and black people that are you know, that they're appalled by this. And are some people happy with this? Is this what they wanted? Is this the goal that they had? I think about that woman who lost her life. You have a business in San Diego and you come to New York, you come to Washington to get shot and killed over Donald Trump. <sighs> Causing a revolution and bringing, I forgot what her quote was, bringing dark to light or the opposite. And now it's, you know, it's light to dark for her, sadly. So where do we go from here? And unfortunately, I don't have that answer. I know for me, it's about, again, practicing self-care I needed a day today. I needed a day with my family. Because it's it's too traumatic out there and you just want to just shut off for a little bit. And I encourage you to do the same too. For people of color who are who's seeing this every day and just don't know where to turn, turn off from social media for a little bit. Take a fast, take a cleanse a spiritual cleanse, a physical cleanse. Seek therapy. I I have a lot of people reaching out to me about finding therapists of color and wanting to have that support, to have someone who truly understands what they're going through, somebody who looks like them. Because can, can, can a white woman right now, a white man, a white therapist really understand the struggle that black women and black men are going through right now? From COVID with all of the issues, with the disparities there, with the death, with the dying, with the grief, people like us dying like flies. And it's from a broader level 
you know, it's, it's like every day it's something new that's traumatic that's happening to us. And where do we go? Seek counseling, seek refuge in whoever you see, you know, whoever you choose to, um, to find refuge with or in. And that could be, you know, touching base with families and friends. Who are your support systems? Practicing self-care. Whether it's taking a day, whether it's going for a walk, being more intentional with taking care of yourself. Because no one's going to love you or take care of you the way that you need to, you need and deserve to be taken care of. So tune out from social media for a little bit. I know it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming for all of us and I don't have the questions. I don't have the answers. So many questions, but not all the answers. Thank you for listening and be safe out there and stay well.